Good morning, everybody. Is it Thursday? I, I think it's Thursday. <laughs> I kind of am confused this week. It's been a crazy week. Uh, and right this second, the guy who mows the churchyard decided to mow right outside my window. So I don't know if you can hear that, but boy, I sure can. <laughs> so that's the morning I'm having. Uh, thank you for praying for me. My family mom is still uh, hanging right in there. I had a good night last night. She's resting very quietly. So uh, God bless her. God bless my dad. And I, I thank all of you for praying for us. Well, let's be in the Word together. Isaiah chapter 32 and chapter 33. Um, I like these chapters, but I'll be honest with you. Uh, I am right now just counting down the chapters because I want to get to Isaiah chapter 40, which is uh, just one of the most important chapters for me in my life. And I, and I need it now and I want it now. So uh, again, I'm sort of pushing through the 30s so we can get to Isaiah chapter 40. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, but today, chapter 32, chapter 33, these are good chapters. Um, chapter 32 interrupts all these chapters that have begun with the word woe. I've been talking about that. You know, woe to those. Uh, and, you know, the woe is always this pronouncement of coming disaster upon those who are uh, engaged in whatever behavior that turns them, you know, uh, in a contradictory direction from the Lord. And so chapter 32 interrupts that. Instead of woe, this chapter begins with see or look. Uh, and it's a it's intended to be a rather dramatic uh, invitation to attention or a call to attention. You know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, you know, look, you know, see, you know. So uh, it, it's meant to uh, arrest your attention. And in this case, it's for something good. Chapter 32 is, is mainly positive and this promise of a coming new governance, you know, from, from the Lord. Uh, look, a righteous king is coming. Now, you and I as Christians are just, you know, we are programmed to interpret that as referring to Christ. And no way around it, ultimately, this chapter points to Jesus. He is the righteous king that is coming, and he is the only one who can set straight the political mess, you know, of the world in Isaiah's day and in Tim's day. I mean, you know, uh, what a mess the world is always in. Um, I think I've told you guys, you know, at one point I always just sort of, you know, roll my eyes at these passages in Scripture that talk about a king or a coming king. Because I just always thought, why? Why do I care about this? You, you know, so many of the Psalms that, you know, just sort of praise the king. It's like, why am I praising a king? You know, uh, if, if we're not praising Jesus, why? But the Old Testament in particular has a lot of passages like this one that cry out for a, a good leader and and that's what I've just, you know, come to that recognition that, that people just long for good leaders. Uh, ultimately, Jesus, yes, but in the meantime, we still got to, you know, get through this life and we need faithful and good and just and righteous leaders. And there aren't any, you know, there just never seem to be any. And, and that's why chapter 32 says, hey, you know, look, see, you know, a real one's coming. A, a righteous king is, is coming. Most scholars think that Isaiah is probably talking about Hezekiah. He's going to be a good king, and he is coming up, you know, in the future pretty soon. Uh, so possibly Hezekiah, but ultimately Jesus. But at any rate, it, it's a wonderful passage that talks about what a, what a good leader is. That righteous king with honest princes. You know, like he's got de a decent cabinet, you, you know, a vice president and a whatever, lieutenant governor and 
the local mayor, it's like, you know, it just trickles all the way down. Just finally, we got decent people leading us. Each one will be like, notice this, a shelter from the wind, a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert, like a shadow of a great rock in a parched land. It's just, you know, these images, just piling up the images of, of the incredible comfort and relief that comes in knowing that we're finally, you know, being watched over by decent leaders, a shelter from the wind, a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert, you know, a source of refreshment, even in the desert and a shadow of a great rock in a parched land. Man, I love that. And then verses three and four, you know, throughout Isaiah, you just keep talking about these people, they got eyes, but they can't see. These people, they got ears, but they don't ever hear anything. And then, and now the promise is, man, they got eyes and they can see and they got ears and they can hear. And even the hotheads finally got good sense. <laughs> You know, apparently, like, he knows everybody I know because, like, these are the people I know, you know. Like, man, the people that never had good sense before, they finally seem to have good sense. And, man, people who used to, you know, just kind of yammer on, man, suddenly they're speaking like they got good sense, you know. Uh, it's just this amazing, you know, uh, re renewal of society in general, you know. I like verse 5. We still got fools and we still got scoundrels. Like, they didn't go anywhere. We still got them, but they don't have their own TV show anymore, you know? <laughs> it's like, they're not our heroes anymore. We got fools out there, but nobody's, you know, looking. They're not influencers with, with dummies trying to be like them. I mean, you know, uh, I, I love it. Verse 8 compares uh, the righteous, the noble ones to... Uh, th these fools that are sort of emphasized, you know, in, in 5, 6, and 7. Verse 8 is hard to translate, though. Uh, whatever word we're using, whether you translate it nobles or, or the generous, which is what New Living Translation does, that same word is used like three times in the verse. It's like the generous people are going to do what's generous, and they're going to do it very generously, you know. Or if it's nobles, the noble people, they'll do noble things nobly you know it seriously just adds it just keeps using the same word over and over it's either noble or generous but the the bottom line is the, this is the contrast to the fools and the scoundrels and anyway i just think that's kind of a great passage 9 to 15 in chapter 32 it, it says, you know, listen, you know, you women who lie around in ease, you know, all you women out there laying around in your yoga pants, you know, eating, eating your avocado toast or whatever, you know, you know, drinking your $8 coffee, you know, from Q. Uh, uh, it's really not about the women. I mean, Isaiah, is not, not that he's all of a sudden, you know, got mad at the women. Um, he's using these women of ease to talk about that whole uh, slice of society that actually probably likes the way things are, you know? And, and, and it's not saying, look at you women, you know, God's going to judge you. God's going to cut you down, you know? You know, you, you know God's going to set your yoga pants on fire. You know, that's, that's not what he says. He's just like, you know, it's, it's probably time you face the music, you know? I, you may really like your life right now. You may love your comfort, and your affluence, you may just really love the fact that you can get in the car anytime you want and wear your yoga pants right into Target and buy, you know, stuff you don't even need. You, you know, I mean, honestly, in many ways, this passage is talking to people like you and me, you know. 
Our lives are good. I, I know we watch the TV and the world's awful, but our lives aren't awful at all, y'all. We eat really, really good food and we have money to eat in restaurants, a lot of us. And, you know, we can buy clothes and we got clothes and, you know, we can redecorate our kitchen and there ain't nothing wrong with our kitchen. I mean, you know what I mean? We just live these lives of comfort and there's a part of us that can't really imagine that this won't just go on forever. And honestly, if it did, we'd be happy. You know, we'd, you know, we'd continue to mow our yards and have our grandkids over and have a cookout, you know, and go to church and life is good. And I think this is why Isaiah says, listen, you, you probably better understand that I, it's not going to continue like this. It's going to fall apart for you too. You, you think it won't, but it will, you know. It's a harsh word. Again, overall, the news is good that, that God's about to come and he's going to make everything right that's wrong. But again, there's some of us who don't mind it as it is. And, uh, and we got to get ready for the way things are about to reverse, you, you know. Um, chapter 33 goes back to the woes. It begins with woe. What sorrow awaits. You know, the New Living Translation does a lousy job here, I think. It, 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 it just simply says this is a message about Assyria. But the Hebrew, you know, the original text doesn't say anything about Assyria. It leaves it open. This is just an unnamed, threatening world power. It's just the destroyer in the Hebrew. And I don't know why in the world the new, and, and your translation may do it too, you know, just talk about Assyria here. Man, you're putting, you're, you, you are making an assumption that Isaiah is talking about Assyria. And, and you might be right, but if Isaiah doesn't need to name a nation, why do you? Because the passage works just as well when you just realize that that God is going to finally destroy the destroyer, you know, whoever that is in our day. Assyria is gone, you know, but we got Russia, you know, we have, you know, North Korea, you know, we have, you know, these, you know, evil empires that continue to, you know, rule and reign and ruin. And the whole idea that, you know, God's not going to let that go on forever. You know, when you're done destroying, you're going to be destroyed. When you're done betraying, you're going to be betrayed. The Lord's going to be merciful to his people. You know, I really, really love this Love this chapter. The fear of the Lord will be your treasure. I, I, I love that verse. Um, I'll just call your attention to 14 to 16 because it's so much like one of those uh, psalms of entry. Like, who can come into the Lord's presence? Or who can dwell on his holy hill, his holy mountain? You know, those kind of psalms of ascent or psalms of entrance. And this is what chapter 33, 14, 15, 16 sounds like. But it's, who's going to live through this devouring fire? Who's going to survive this judgment from God? And the answer is, well... Those who are honest and fair, who refuse to profit by fraud, to stay away far from, stay far away from bribes. They refuse to listen to those who plot murder. Uh, they uh, shut their eyes to all enticement to do wrong. You know, these are the ones who are going to dwell on high when the rest of the world crumbles. You know, it's an interesting prophetic passage because it uses that kind of psalm, that, that traditional psalm we're used to, but but uses it for this prophetic reason. Who's going to be able to stand when the world burns, you know? Uh, and, and I love that. Then the chapter 33 ends with this beautiful picture, 17 to 24, this beautiful picture of the coming king. Once more, you will no longer see these fierce, violent people with their strange, unknown language. Instead, you'll see Zion as a place of peace, holy festivals. The Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. He'll care for us, and he will save us. Um, 
Anyway, I, I love those chapters. Pick up right here tomorrow. The two more chapters, chapters 34 and 35. Isaiah chapter 34 and 35 for tomorrow. Uh, again, uh, I'm going day by day with with my mama. So if, if whatever day I disappear, y'all know where I will be. But but Lord willing, I'll continue. My, my mama loved the fact that her son uh, is a pastor and my mama would want me working. So, so all you saying, Pastor Tim, you should get out of there. You don't have to do Tim with Tim. You go be with your mama. Well, I'm with mama a lot, but 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 she would want me to be faithful to you as well. Uh, and so that's what I'm doing. Uh, I love you guys so much. And I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. Have a great Thursday.